Mine is Raven. The Goin. Tied like the Goin. Are we live? All right. Very good. It's okay. It's okay. I guess he's referring to yesterday's Gemara about a long Amen. He's doing it wrong on purpose. He's leaving. You got permission to leave, right? Who gave you permission to leave? I gave you permission. I don't remember. But today's daf very interesting. A bunch of there's. I think I got. If I got the story right, yeah. There's a, a individual in Baltimore who watches our daf religiously, and he has. He's having a. Kidney transplant, right? He had. So his friends at the Social Security Administration office, that's where he works, they got together and they sponsored the entire day today for his refor. Yitzchak ben Yehudis Duba, I think that's how you pronounce it. And uh, maybe somebody could take this and, and hang it up behind me even. Because they said that in front is a little Judah will have the honors because he's leaving and he wants to be remembered thank you but to be like in if it's in thing and uh, only one picture today for today no this guy look at this he had to come up with a word for it it says here I guess he's referring to the sheer I'm not sure I'm not, I don't know I don't think he's talking about the water I don't know yeah. oh there is an email here from Borough Park hi Rebelli all the way from Borough Park here. I lived in Borough Park, Maisa Shahaya, for one day. My parents moved to Borough Park for one night, and they moved back to Farakway. They didn't like it. <laughs> or I think the landlord didn't like them. I don't know, whatever. I was too young to know what happened. But I did learn in Borough Park. I went to Yeshiva there. Ketuv? Ah, kidney. Ah. Very good. So today's sponsor, in today's daft, is a Kloyo. Where? I don't remember. But he says, Kloyo. Okay, we'll find it. We'll have to find it. No, I went to school in Barapak. I went to, I went to Munkach, to Karlin, and to Skver. Three Hasidish. Skver is not so Hasidish. It's on, the, it's on 14th Avenue and 45th Street. I think it's still there. Anyway, I learned the daft at night, and by the time I already have listened to your eight-minute daft, which enhances my understanding of the daft, I'm sure it requires quite a bit of time, and wanted to thank you for bringing out the daft with such clarity and precision. Thank you. Respectively yours, Moshe David Friedlander from Borough Park. Yishkorech Moshe David. All right. Zog Gemara. Today is daft Memzayin, I believe. We're holding on the bottom. Tonu Rabbonon. The bottom of the Afmim Vavim, the base last line. Tonu Rabbonon. Ein mechabdin loy bedrochem veloy bikshar. There's no inyan of honor and covet when it comes to traffic and going on the way. And they explain. I grew up in New York, so I, I learned how to drive in Brooklyn, and I... I'm one of the worst drivers around because of that. The training is... Over there, the way it works is like when you try to merge onto the... You know, you're going on the... What is it? The FDR. You try to get off. 
And you just, the BQE, exactly, the BQE, so everybody, the normal people stand in line, but all the New Yorkers come to the front, and, but everybody's in from New York, so the, the second lane is bigger than the first lane. And, and then I moved to Chicago, and over there, everybody lets you go in. I was like, what's going on here? But then I realized they, it kind of makes more sense. When people are courteous to each other, it makes more sense. But the Gemara says not like that so much. If you, give, if you try to let people in front of you, it messes everybody up. Sort of like, you know, the, what is it called? When you do the Akafis on uh, the Ishanas. And like, the, so other people want to make it first. They want to go around so they cut other people off. But then they're causing the people in back of them to miss the circle, whatever, that kind of thing. So when you let somebody in in front of you, it causes a delay behind. And that's not right for the other people, I guess. Velay Bikisharim, and certainly not, what? The Gisharim is a Sakana. The, the, who, says, who says the Drachim is because of that? Okay, but I saw different that it's all sakana. I guess, yeah, if you're letting, if you're going to slow down, you're, in the, you're driving fast and you slow down, it could cause a, a rear-end collision kind of thing. What? Well, watch, watch. We, we had, they had, they had fast donkeys, so it was a whole different story. We, somebody hit you? Hit you. True story. He said that if you didn't hear him, what he's saying is that he was on the expressway and all of a sudden there was a speed camera. So somebody like st- pressed the brake real quickly. The van tried to stop but missed it and flipped over and just went off the road and everybody continued going weiter. Nobody got tickets, Baruch Hashem. But on the bridge, also, you don't give a Tamil Chachem a covet. Again, over there, the bridge is definitely because of a Sakana, narrow bridges, wooden bridges, whatever they had in those days. And now when it comes to Vasser, you don't, you don't give covet to the Chash of a person to wash before you. He has dirty hands. It's not a thing to do. However, we did learn that the fifth one before the end, he's the gadol. He gets to wash number five, and he's the one that's mizamin. So number five will will give him covet. But everybody else uh, from a hundred, if there was a hundred people, we said yesterday, go all the way to ninety-five, no covet. Everybody just washes, and from five to to zero, also no covet. But number five, you give him covet. Robin Vabai, great story. <laughs> Or maybe it's just the clock is off. I don't know what it is. It's every day the same thing. So I'm just letting you know. Some people, they have to be. Robin if you don't know the mice, I'm not going to say the whole story because he gets embarrassed when I say the whole story. But Levi is a prominent member of that soul of Bechemish. And he came to my house to collect money for Bechemish. In addition to owning his school. So he came to my house. And uh, as he was out the door, I gave him a check. As he's walking, I said, and, and what about the daf? He goes, oh, I really want to do it. I said, tomorrow morning, 7.15. So the next morning, he showed up at 7.15. And that was almost two years ago. He hasn't missed a day. He misses the first five minutes every day. <laughs> but he hasn't missed a day, besides when he goes to America or whatever. Okay, and when he's on a call. What? Right, he doesn't realize that sometimes we actually... <laughs> he just came from Eretz it says. With this... Dalek, I'm... Bonum Bimarova, Gasli Daite. 
What a chutzpah. He overtook me like that with his donkey. Now they get to the shul. Please go in first. All of a sudden, now you're calling me master? I was, what, 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 chopped liver on the highway? There's not. We're on the way. You give honor when there's a doorway that has a mezuzah. There's no doorways on the highway. No chiyah for me to be mechavid you. And where are they standing? They're standing in a base medrash. Base medrash doesn't have a mezuzah. Well, it's possible there was a mezuzah there, not a mezuzah. The point is, why, how is it possible that you, don't, you only give covet? Where does a mezuzah, what connection does a mezuzah have to do with covet? <coughs> a doorway that could have a mezuzah. Whether it has a mezuzah or doesn't have a mezuzah, that's not negah. I give covet when there's a doorway. Our shuls have mezuzahs because we make a t'nai, you can eat, sleep here, whatever. But a, a, a shul that nobody sleeps and nobody eats in, no mezuzah. You're asking Rishos now? There's plenty, look during the share. Nobody, wow, nobody's sleeping. Wow, that's crazy. Once in a while, there's a guy that sleeps, and we let him go. Don't, you don't have to tell everybody. And when he does sleep, it's because he went to sleep at 3 in the morning or whatever. He, has a, he told me. Okay, anyways. He only slept three times in two years. I count, I'm counting. A bunch of halachas today. Halachas that are going to get us. When you're sitting at a meal and somebody, uh oh, we're in trouble. Somebody get the shtender going quickly. When you're in the meal and somebody is cutting the challah, the bread, and he's busy cutting, so sometimes, I guess, la'alacha, you should probably eat the, the piece of bread yourself. I don't want to go into a different minhagim. It's most likely the best idea because less of a hefzik. I've seen people just cut and cut and cut and then they give it out and then they eat. If that's the case, the Gemara says, you shouldn't eat, as a guest, you shouldn't eat the piece of challah before the one that made hamaytzi eats the piece of challah. Tysus points out that if everybody has a role, everybody has their own challah, then they could, because your bracha went on the roll. If the roll is not there, your bracha goes on the, on, on the whole challah. Now you're eating the whole challah before them. The Mishnah points out, though, that on Shabbos, even if you have your own roll, you shouldn't eat before the guy that cuts the challah, because the guy that cuts the challah has lechem mishnah, which you don't have. So he should be yoytze the lechem mishnah for you, and then you eat. Okay. And if a person... What? No, we're not talking about rude. We're talking about halacha. When I make a bracha, I'm making everything for you. So I'm making the lechem mishnah for you. I'm doing a shalom for you. I'm doing everything for you. You... If you eat before me, then you, you don't have what I put into the challah. So I need to put in my lechem mishnah in there. I have to do everything for you. <coughs> then you eat afterwards. It's more of a lachic reason than, than rudeness. Rudeness, we're going to see in a second. So he said that Rav said, what did he say in the name of Rav? He was quoting Rav. He said, They shouldn't eat. Those around the table shouldn't eat before the Balabas. 
Rav Sapsa says, no, he didn't say eat, he said taste. No, but there's no difference between tasting and eating. It's the same thing. If you're going to quote Rav or any Rebbe, you might as well say it in the exact words that Rav said. And Rav said, so that later in later generations, we don't have mistakes. Everything is very precise. If you have two people eating from a communal plate, so in other words, they're eating together. And one of them decides he has to go get a drink. He gets up, leaves. It's proper, this is rudeness. It's proper for the person waiting back to wait for him. Don't continue eating. Yeah, don't, don't continue eating. It's, it's proper dinner etiquette. When he comes back, then you continue eating. However, if one out of the three got up to get water, that's his problem. Now he's the minority, we don't have to wait for him. It's not halacha, it's good manners. It's brought down halacha. It's in halacha, but you're not over like an isr. You're not going to get malchus for it. It's the, the right thing, the nice thing to do. It's brought in halacha. Sometimes you have halachas that are not like you have to do this. This is, the Gemara recommends it. It's you're supposed to act like a mensch. It's not menschlich when he gets up and goes and you continue eating and now he's going to be behind you and he, then, then you're going to want to leave before, whatever. Well, we eat together. What? Right. I mentioned it's a communal bowl. Yeah. But, okay. So you mean, maybe the shot is that you're going to eat more than him. The bowl has X amount of food and he gets up to get his drink. Now you're hopping more. <laughs> you have an advantage over him. Maybe that's shot. All right. Rabbi Yeshua, if anybody's wondering, Rabbi Yeshua is in the Hermon. Skiing, but he's watching the daf right now. So hi Yeshua, thanks for being with us. The one that cuts the challah, he gets to start the meal. He gets the first dip. He should get the. He grabs the whatever's there, the fish. He gets to, to start first. And if he wants to give honor to someone that's greater than him, that's fine. Unlike we said by cutting the bread, that the balabas does it. I don't know how many times you already had in themselves that people were making chasanas. So, Rav Ravachana was marrying off his son to Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Ketino. To, to, to Rav Shmuel Bar Rav Ketino's daughter. Now, we do this today also. We get this giant chasam chala and he cuts the chala in front of everybody. So he goes over to his son and says, listen, I don't want you to look like a fool, you know, in front of the video, the whole thing. You have to know the halachas. Let me explain to you what goes on here. So he gives him the halachas. So we learned that you should not cut the bread. What was it yesterday? You shouldn't cut the challah until you finish with the bracha. You don't say, and start cutting. You finish, now, Amen is a continuation of the bracha. It's one long bracha. So you don't have a right to cut the chala until you finish with the bracha, which includes Amen as well. What about the big tzaddik? What about the shita that you whip the shita in Okay, yeah, but we don't go like that. Or, yeah. How do we pass it? We pass it afterwards. Like Rav, I think it was. So... Now you have a big tzaddik. 
You know, two minute amen. Now what? You have to sit there and wait? Says the Gemara, what? I told you about my story. There was a guy that I knew. I do know a guy like that. He's a Roshiva in a Yeshiva in Bnei Brak, and he used to come to Chicago and he did something like that. Roshiva Rabba, right. Okay. How about, how about Lishma Yaakal Shaifar? Amen. We do it. But maybe that's a little different. The point, what's, okay, let's, let's see for a second. Says the Gemara. No, you don't have to go by that one tzaddik. What's the difference? If even one person is still in the middle of saying Amen, that means your bracha is not over yet. A person that says a very long Amen is making a mistake. I don't have to be considerate to the person that's Making a halachic mistake. A halachic error. Why? Tysus explains that when you say a very long amen, exceptionally long, then you're not pronouncing the word correctly. There's something wrong with the word. Amen, it's wrong. As we're going to see soon, there is an Indian to say a nice long amen. Longer, but not exceptionally long. Fine. So, we have here different Amens, that if you do any of these and look at the Lashon of the Gemara, Khatufa, you, you said it quickly, Khatufa, you picked it early. So what happens? You could lose days of your life from it. What are these things? Khatufa is that you put a Shva under the Aleph. Instead of saying Amen, you say Amen. Amen. Basically, you're not, you're not pronouncing the word correctly. <laughs> Ketufa means that, that you, you drop the nun at the end. You say, Amei, instead of Amein. That's how, they, that's how they pronounce things. That's how, that's how the derech is. What? Yeah, Chataf means a shva. And that's how, that's how they call it, yeah. What? Right. Yeah. So he brings up he brings up a good point. According to Rashi, Khatufa means that he's saying Amen with a Shva. He says Khatav means a Shva. There are other the others that learn that it means that you're saying Amen. You hear? You're saying oh, I can't say it. There are others that learn other than Rashi that Amen Khatufa means that you're saying Amen before the Chazim finished. <laughs> what happened? I didn't know. <laughs> I'm just educating him. <laughs> What's this other Pshat and Khatufa? You hear the other Pshat and Khatufa? The other Pshat and Khatufa is that you say Amen before the Chazim finishes his Bracha. That... I do. Why? Okay, so we're not going to, if that's the case, we have to skip the next line here. Yeah, we're not going to say what the Gemara says about a person like that. No, but we can do tshuva now. It's not on purpose. It's not on purpose. Okay. 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 Okay.
we say brachas like as if it's a burden. I gotta say the shackle because I have to say it. You don't even know what you're saying. You should think about what you're saying. Oh, Yusayma, I didn't explain. Yusayma is very important. Yusayma is when you don't hear the bracha. So, how does that happen? You hear other people saying amen. So you say, oh, amen also. But you didn't hear the chazan at all. You don't know what he's saying. So, ask Rashi and Tyson the same question. What about in Alexandria, the famous Alexandria? There's a show with thousands of people, and a guy put up a flag, but you didn't hear the bracha. It says Tyson, that's okay. Because you knew where he's holding. So, Tyson and Rashi is saying a big aside here that if you know what the bracha is, you just didn't hear it. You're holding with the bracha. You happen, and everybody says amen. You can answer amen. Like in shul, sometimes it happens. You know, a young chazan is very, very quiet. You know where he's holding. That's not the end of the world. According to some, yeah. A delayed. Now, by the way, it happens to be. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin it for Nachman because he wants to do tshuva. But it happens to be. Then you're not, you don't have, it's not that, the starkness of this halacha is talking to Dibor. So it should still be makbet to say it after the chazan, just, I don't know if you're going to die because of this, if it's with talking to Dibor. Nachman is happy. And if you, if you prolong Amen, but Tysus points out right away, we said before, it's not okay to, to say a, a long Amen. Too long. So you have to know in between, not crazy, what a nice, bimisinos, a nice Amen. Says Gemara, Rav Shmuel, have a Yasir Pesudoso. Also, Rav Shimi Barchio, have a Kamesar Vachel. So you have Rav and Shmuel eating a meal. Rav Shimi comes along and he starts rushing through his meal. Why is he rushing? Rav understands. You probably want to join us. We're only two people. You want to be the third for Zimon. So you figure if you eat really quickly. But when did he start? He started all the way at the end. Says the Gemara. Says Rav, we finished already. What are you doing? You're not going to be mitzdarif. Amali Shmuel. And this is the halacha. Idu meisli ardilaya. Rav apparently loved mushrooms. So, if you brought me mushrooms for dessert, Nebuch, in those days, can you imagine the desserts? We have like these seven layer things and the dad and the ice cream. If you bring me the mushrooms for dessert, you probably would love it and you'd continue eating. So, Melo, your meal is not over yet. Sorry, he himself liked the mushrooms because the, the mushrooms and because Zelaya for Rav. Rav liked the, the, the birds, the, the chicklings. You would continue eating. And Melo, if you're at a situation in a meal, and you didn't say, Rabbi Yisrael Nevarak, let's, let's bench already. Once you say, let's bench already, it's all over, as we had. But if you're just sitting around and the, the meal is kind of over, there's no food out. However, if they would bring the dessert, you continue eating, then the, then the meal is still going on, and a third person could even starve. Tell me that the Rabbi Yisrael also, yeah, we had the whole sugi, the table away. He said it's over, they took away the food, whatever the pshat over there is. What? Yeah. New bracha is not, is not, has no relation to the suda. The suda keeps on going, and you have to make a new bracha on desserts. We said almost all desserts you have to make a new bracha, especially fruits and, 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 uh, and uh, shahakos, you would have to make a new bracha. The only question is on the is whatever. Talmidim Rabbi Yasef the Sudoso, all Ravacha Amri. So now all, all the Talmidim are sitting around. Ravacha walks in. So they said, Great. 
Let this gadol bench for us. Zimon. Whoever was there from the beginning, he should make the zimon. At the end of the day, the most important person, prominent person, he's the one that should do zimon. Although we saw Mephurish yesterday at the end of yesterday's daven, we saw it twice, the Rebbe gave permission to Rav to be Mizamin. Now, Rebbe was the most harsh of one. A Godol, you could, if he wants to, he could give it over to somebody else. Achad Mai. Going back to the Mishnah. Who's Mitztaref to Zimon? So the Mishnah has a whole list of things. A person that ate Mai. Mai, he, he, he bought fruit from an Amaharetz that we don't know if he was Mafresh, Trumus, or Maestris. So he could be Mitztaref. The food is good. But why is the food good? You're not allowed to eat Mai. Says the Gemara, Kivin di boy mafkelohul in nichsei. Vavaoni, vachazilei. So Rashi, I think it's on an base. No, Rashi over here. The roi vami oritz maasrim, Rashi says. Vichumri de rabbonam ba'almuhu. It's a very important Rashi. Rashi says that this whole demai is a chumra. This is the rabbonon, and this is a chumra de rabbonon. This is the iser de rabbonon, and this is a chumra de rabbonon. This is just a chumra. Because most Amoratsim, they do take maestros. So it's a chumra. So we're very lenient with this chumra. And we say, since a poor person could eat demai, and since, since a Jewish soldier could eat demai, according to one Shana Taisavis, so demai is not the end of the world. And you, yes, you're wealthy, but you could become a poor person instantaneously by just declaring all your nechassim hefker on the spot, you become poor. So you have that option, amigui, of becoming poor, and demai is okay for a poor person. <laughs> So, you could be mitzdar. But there's a chiddush here. Don't think that it goes without a chiddush. The fact that the mission says that you're eating demai is a big chiddush. A poor person could eat demai. Not tevel. You can't give him food that doesn't have trumas and mice, but you can give him food that has a suffix. Fine. What? Taisus brings like these traveling soldiers that you are mechuyev to take care of them. One shot is that they're Jewish, another shot they're not Jewish. Bekitzer, people, people that you that depend on you, they're like Kenyim. Actually, we once had, and now that you're just reminding me, a traveling rich person has Allah sometimes of ani. We learned because at where he's at right now, he doesn't have any money. I forgot where we had it. We just had a few seconds ago. They need this somewhere. Where? Mission and Peya. We don't learn peya. We're in Dafiyami. Uh, but thanks. But I, I think we saw it somewhere else. What? Yeah. Rashi here says that he said, he said that the, the, the traveling, I'm just saying that even a rich person, yeah, fine. Very good. Rashi here. Can be dying from Rashi here. My solution should live What do you say? Yeah, okay. What time is it? Anyway, 17 minutes. My solution should live and it's longer than this one. Shita, if Maiser Rishon, that you took the Truma, of course it's okay, like Tzricha, so what happens? I made a different chart. Remember the other chart? Here's the other one. I, I redid it a little bit. You're supposed to take first Truma Gdaila. Then you take 10% and you give it to the Levi. Maiser Shani will ignore for a second. Truma's Maiser is what the Levi takes when he gets his 10%. He takes another 10% from his own 10% and gives it to the kite. So if that's the case, he gave, the Yisrael gave Meiser, and the Levi took his Trumas Meiser from the Meiser. Everything's great, so what's the Chiddush that he could be mitzdarif? That's what we do. 
Every food is like that. No? Says the Gemara, what happened was, they skipped step number one. There was no Trumagdaila. Nobody ever separated 2% from the fruit to give to the kite. While it was still, Bishibalim, it was still in its husk, in the, in the, in the, in the whatever you call it, the Shibalim, he went and gave it to the Levi. Now, by the way, if you go out of order, if you go out of order, you can get Malchus. It's a, it's a lot of the rice to go out of order. You can't give the, the Maiser Rishon before you take Trumag Doyla, and if you do, you get Malchus with Asra. Fine. So now, whose responsibility is it to give the Trumag Who has the Trumag right now? The Levi has a little bit of Trumag in his in his fruit, because it wasn't, it wasn't taken away. Says the Gemara, Okhtar Rebavodam Rebavodam Rishlakish, Maiser Rishon Shikdimu Bishibalim, Patur Mit Trumag The Levi does not have to give his small, tiny share, 0.2% or whatever it is, to the Kayin. So the Levi should take Meiser, he should take 10%. Look at this, he's taking 10% from what? From the 10% that was given to him, that's Meiser, Minha Meiser. But that's it. One time he takes Meiser, Meiser. He's not to do what the Israel missed. For the most part, if it was taken, bikri, meaning it wasn't finished yet. They didn't do miruach. They didn't. They didn't. They didn't finish the pile. And now we have to remember this. Rabbi said, "Please remember these these words here." Rabbi tells Abayah, The last line on omid on memzayin omidal. That's what we have to remember. That Rabbi tells Abayah, if so. What happens if he was Magdim Bakri Nami? In other words, we were talking about Shibalim. It was in its husk. Unfinished product. But Bakri, it's already finished. So if it was in a pile and the Yisrael didn't give true Magdala, and he just went ahead and gave 10% of the pile to a Levi, so you're going to tell me perhaps the Levi doesn't have to give his share of true Magdala from that amount also, even though it was finished. Now it's finished. Abaya tells him, no, you are wrong, Rapapa. That a levy is mechuyiv to give. Listen to this. All of a sudden, a levy does have to give step number one. If the Yisrael misses step number one, and he got all the way to a finished product, and then he gives it to the levy, the levy is mechuyiv to give step number one, from his finished product that he receives, from his 10%, he should give 0.2% to the client. You're shocking me. You're, you're online. What are you doing over here? <laughs> no? The what? <laughs> oh, you saw it online? Yeah. Real quick, because we're running out of time. Yeah? Yeah, with Israel, when you buy a property Wow. If somebody doesn't pay taxes, you have to pay it instead of them if you buy a house? Yeah. I hear. And that's a finished product. Only if it's a finished product, but if it's an unfinished house on paper, you don't have to. The Gemara says, fine. So what's the Peshat? So how do you choose which Pasa goes for what? Whence does the Chiyuv, Chal, the Chiyuv of giving the Truma and the Meiser, because it's already a finished product, then the Levi is Mechuyiv to give his Truma G'dayla. Meiser Shani V'Egdash Shinivdu. So, step number three over here for the owner. Really, Trumas Meiser, maybe step number three. 
The owner has to give Trumak Doilo, he has to give Maisa Rishon, Maisa Shani on years one, two, four, five, right? He has to give Maisa Shani. And if he doesn't, doesn't bring the fruit up to Yushalayim, he has to redeem them with money. As the Gemara, so you redeemed it, everything's great. So what's the problem? Why can't you eat the fruit? Oh, he forgot to give the extra Chaymish, the 20%. You have to add an extra 20%. If you redeem your own fruit, if your friend redeems from you, he doesn't have to give a chaymish. You redeem your own fruit, you have to add another chaymish. So you add, if it's worth a dollar, it's a dollar twenty, and you bring that to the Beis Hamikdash, to the twenty-five milabar. You're right, milabar, milel. Yeah, fine. Now twenty-five. It's a chaymish, twenty percent after you're finished, and you bring that money to Yerushalayim. But he didn't give the, the dollar twenty-five. Only gave a dollar. He only redeemed with a dollar. What can you do with that money, Rabbi? So you go to Yerushalayim real quickly. What do you do with the money? You have to buy what? <coughs> Food. But he just redeemed fruit. So does he have to, could he buy steak? Could he go into a restaurant? Yes. He could also buy uh, shampoo. Sicha. But he could buy any, anything. Asham is shocha gezayis. Pshita. The Gemara takes this as a posture thing, that the waiter running back and forth, he could even starve to the zimon, even because he ate a gezayis. This is a tremendous chiddush, actually. A shamish, he doesn't sit down with you. He's running back and forth. Not only that, he's standing. Yet, he has a lot as if he's part of Yisuda. So what if I'm standing? And what if I'm running back and forth? No. Only the shamish has this halacha because he's part of your meal. Because he's serving on you. But if you're just a regular guy standing around, he's eating. Yeah, he ate a kezayis. He's eating. I guess he took the food from you. Kids, so he's, the, that's the Chiddush, that he's part of your meal. Bakusi <laughs> Ask the Gemara, why is the Kusi, this Kusi should not be any better than Amaret. You should not include Amaret into your Zimun. We're talking about a Kusi, that's a Tamat Chachem, he's Makbid on whatever Chaverim are Makbid in the Tum of the It could be a regular Kusi. We're talking about a specific Amoret, the Sanyo. In those days, they were extremely makbid on, on Tahara, famous Gemaras. The guy was dying, get the body out of Like they killed somebody and they said, get this body out of here. Like the more makbid on Tahara than on killing, the Gemara thought. But, anyways, very makbid. So, if Amoret is not so makbid on, on Tahara, he's considered Amoret. A person that's not makbid on Tahara, he's considered Amoret. And this is what we, we're looking for. If somebody doesn't know how to do Trumas and Maestras, he's Amaret. And therefore what? He can't, we can't be Mizam with him because the food that he's eating is not the proper food. But a Kusi is, does take Trumas and Maestras properly. Why? What's a Kusi? Kusi takes all the Dairaisas and he's Makbid on it. A kusi that keeps a mitzvah in the Torah, like Trumas and Meisers, he does it better, unfortunately, than a Jew himself. So, Mela, I could be Mizamim with him. But not with an Amaretz. What's considered Amaretz? So, according to this Pshat, we're good. Uh, I hope. Most of us say Kriyashma in the morning and the evening. We're not Amaretz. We're not Amaretz. Did we have a Yeshua Imer, Kol Shein Eminiach Tefillin. 
If you don't wear tefillin, you have aretz. But as the Rambam calls it, be big day. I'm aretz if you don't wear tzitzis. Oh, here, unprepared, but we have one set left. Where's Yossi Rudensky? I think he wants one of these. But anybody that's, that wants to accept upon himself to wear, Matt is giving me the eyes. What? About about tzitzis. So I have to ask the guy. He's in the room. The guy that sponsored. Do not turn around. Could somebody on YouTube also get this tzitzis? <laughs> He's not answering. <laughs> okay, good move. Got good move. The Nazai Oimer. Kol shein lo tzitzis v'vigner. Reb Nasan Oimer. Kol shein lo mizuzal pischoi. Basically, the the deal is, and there's more. If you wear, if this is the first time you're wearing tchelas and you're gonna wear tchelas, this is for free. It's over 200 shekel. I just bought a couple of pairs the other day for my son. 200 shekel. If you don't send your kids to learn Torah, you're considered Amaretz. And this is what we pass in Lalacha. Even if you learned, and we'll see what you learned, and you don't serve at Amad Chacham, explains Rashi. What does it mean you don't serve at Amad Chacham? Very interesting. You don't learn Gemara. Gemara is the explanation of Torah. And if you just base your Torah on Chumash and Navi, or whatever, and you don't, and Mishnayis, and you don't know the halachas that come out of Mishnayis, you don't know how to explain it, then you're Amaretz. You learn Gemara, you're not Amaretz. Om Ravuno, Om Ravuno, Halachakachirim. Now, Tosis points out that we do have Amaretzim sometimes in our Suda, and we're Mizamim with them. People that don't, are not learned people, they didn't go to Yeshiva, they didn't learn Gemara, they're Amaretzim. Why is it? Says Taisus, very interesting. Because if you're not mizamin with them, they will go and make their own religion, says Taisus. They'll make a bama. That means they're going to go out and make it. So you can't insult them. However, the Mishmur Paskins, that's somebody that goes off the derech, lahaches, and he does averis, you're not allowed to be mizamin with him. It's Negeel and Maisa. Omer Avuna. Rabbi Barchama, loy azman alei, the Rabbi Menashe bar Tachlifa. Unbelievable story. Rabbi Barchama, has this Talmud Chacham in front of him called Rab Menashe Bar Tachlifa, and the Tani Sifra Vesifri Vilchasa, he learned Sifra, Sifri, Halachas, and he says, I'm not going to allow you to be one of my three. Why? Because he held these Amaretz, he didn't learn Gemara, he didn't serve Tamid Chachamim. The Rabbi Bar Chama Omar Rava, Rav explained, The Rabbi Bar Chama Elo, the Lay Azmin, Arab Menashe Bar Tachlifa. The reason why he was nifter is because he didn't allow Ramanashab at to be Mizamin. I saw an incredible pshat from the Ben Ishchai in the, in the Ben Yoda, not the Ben Yoda, the other Savior. He wrote two Sfarman Shahs. What's Ben Yoda? What's the other one called? Ech? Ben Yao? Ben Yao, yeah, Ben Yao. The second time around, he wrote another Savior Shahs. He called something else. But Kitsar, he writes an unbelievable pshat here. The famous story that Rav Chizda's daughter, he asked a question. He says, why did Rav feel he has to announce to everybody why he was nifter? He says like this. Rav Chizda's daughter saw Baruch HaKadosh that she's going to marry Rava and Rami Bar Chama. And she said it. He said, oh, you, I'm going to marry both of you. So Rava said, oh, I'm second. In other words, I'd rather that Rami Bar Chama die first. And I says, says, so Rava had announced, wait a minute, I didn't kill him. It's not because of me. He died because he was Mavayish Rav Dachlifa. He could have, he could have, maybe he could have got divorced and I would have been second. He didn't have to die. And the reason why he died is because of this. Nice pshat, huh? 
It's not in the art school, I don't think, this pshat. This should be in the art school. Somebody should call them up and say, this is, a, this is one of these pshat that has to go in. But wait a minute, why did he die? He deserved to die because he was Amaretz. I'm sorry, not he deserved the he, chasm. He, he deserved not to be part of the Zimon. Rami Barchama shouldn't have died for such a thing. He, was, he did the right thing for not being Mitzar of him. Because it says, He 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 He did do it. Rami Barchama just didn't know that. He did learn Gemara. Rami Barchama, who did dog Rami Barchama didn't realize. This all fits in, the first time I read it, without Rashi, I thought he didn't serve Tamil Chachamim. So how does it fit in? No, Rashi explains. He didn't serve Tamil Chachamim to learn Gemara from them. So the Gemara explains, no. He listened to Chachamim. He didn't really serve them and hear all the Gemara, but he would take these halachas from them and he would chazer it over and then that made him like somebody that learned Gemara from a Tamil Chachamim. If a person eats Tevel, that is no terms of maizer, of course he cannot be mitzvah. That's, that's illegal food. How can he be part of my zimon? We're talking about In other words, it's in a planter that didn't have holes, so it doesn't nourish from the ground. So only you have to take trumas and maizer from the rice, so you're, you're good. And nevertheless, you can't be mitzvah to my zimon. Maizer rishon. Pshito. A guy gave Meiser Rishon, and the lady didn't take Trumas Meiser. Of course it's no good. He didn't do what he was supposed to do. That he did take Trumas Meiser. Just, I'm sorry, yeah, he took Trumas Meiser, but the Yisrael didn't take Trumas Meiser. So you remember in the last line of that, that if he takes it from a finished product, he shouldn't have to, the lady shouldn't have to give anything. And Abai answered him, no. There is a situation when a levy does have to do step number one and, and take over where these stroll messed up. And that's when the levy receives a finished product, decree, then he does have to give the true Magdala. If he didn't take Maiser Shani, then what's the, what's the Chiddush? Of course you can't eat it. Of course you can't be Mitzvah. It was done, but not done correctly. How's that happen? You're supposed to use what kind of money do you use? Minted coins? He used a flat coin. And how does it work with the Hegdish? He did it, but you didn't do it properly. Somebody's mocked his fruit, you went along and you redeemed it with real estate instead of doing it with cash. If the waiter didn't eat kezayis, of course he's not mitzdarif. You're right, pshito. I did a ton of reisha kezayis, ton of sefer pachos kezayis. There's no chiddush. It's only because the reisha says that he ate a whole kezayis, so we just follow suit. We have, but there's no chiddush in it. But anochrei mizamin alav pshito. Who thought that you could be mitzdarif a goy to zimon? Hachem ma'iskinon beger shemal v'leitovah. We're talking about a ger that went through half of the process. He had milo, but he didn't do tefila. Domer b'zeir, Domer b'echnon. Loyelam any ger at sheyimol v'yitbol. If he doesn't do tvila, he's still considered a full-fledged guy that's not mitzdarif. A little baby, you could be mitzdarif from for zimon. 
The Mishnah says before us, you should not use a cotton for your zimun. What he's saying is, if there's nine people, I could be mitzarev, a baby, to make the ten. As we're going to see. I could even use a slave as number ten. By the way, in our Vesikim in New York, the Roshiva of the mirror, I have to ask my father who it was, but I was there, and he said we didn't have a Vesikim, we had a Vesikim in our house every week in Kensington, and the Roshiva was there, and he said we could use a cotton, we said Kaddish and everything with a cotton that was holding a Chumash. Big, uh, big, uh, because it's Vesikim, V'chulu, V'chulu. Okay, we're not going to go into it. But here, Tisha V'evim and Starfin, Meisvei. Meisvei Revelezah, Shenichlas Lebeis HaKnesset, V'leimotza Asara. Yeah, a cotton, cotton with a Chumash. He says, Gemara, why did Rabbi Lezer have to free his slave? He walked to the shul, there's nine people, and his slave. He says, you know what, the slave I just paid $100,000 for, you're free to go, I need a minion. But he couldn't say that this is a tzirif. Why do you have to free him? We just said that nine and a slave is okay. He says, The minion only had eight. So you already freed one... Once he already used once he freed one slave and he used his second slave as a tziruf. Yes, he did use he did use a slave as a shikhur. At the end of the day, there's an iser to set your slave free. So we're saying like this: for a mitzvah, you're allowed to be over, but it's a mitzvah against uh, an avera. It's a mitzvah the Rav Shani. Since we want to say kaddish b'tzibur. You're allowed to free your slave. Have a wonderful day.